on this episode of AV Week, a ginormous AV install in Las Vegas, taking a look at how to handle counterfeits and where in the world is the AV over IP standard. All that and more next on AV Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is AV Week, episode 528, recorded Friday, October 1st, 2021. Customers first. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Atlas IED, innovative audio solutions for every business environment. This is AV Week, your weekly wrap-up of audiovisual news and information. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host. With us to discuss the news and information we have gathered this week, a couple of very special uh, guests. Uh, I am very, very pleased. First, let's go farthest away from me, I guess. Uh, Ifat Chowdhury uh, from um, Involve over in the UK. Welcome, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I actually got to hang out with a cohort of yours this week at the PSNI uh, webinar summit um, uh, uh, yesterday, actually. We're recording this on Friday, so I got to hang out with Jason yesterday uh, during yep. that, so that was awesome. That was a good session, yeah. Absolutely. Well, they, 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 every, everybody was good, right, except yeah, mm. me. Um, <laughs> Mr. Neto, um, who saves my butt more times than I care to admit. Uh, so, uh, Mr. Neto from Steren, uh, how are you, sir? I'm doing okay, Tim. Thanks for having me here, saving your butt one more time. See, you know. You call, I answer. I saw the bat <laughs> signal. It went up. All the way from New Jersey. Um, <laughs> and, te- and technically, Anthony is in, is in Texas, so literally he's like due south of me. Uh, Anthony Cuellar uh, from Diversified, a young man that I got to, to know over the last couple of months. Very, very nice to meet you and having, having him on for the first time. Welcome, sir. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, uh, let's kick this off. First story comes to us from our friends over at um, AV uh, Network and SCN. Um, Harmon is pursuing legal action against uh, counterfeiters. Um, Harmon, a wholly owned subsidiary of Samsung, is taking legal action against manufacturers and distributors involved in the production and sale of counterfeit JBL products in India. Um, Also looking at uh, Harmon Cardon, Infinity, Lexicon, and Revel, among others. Um, Chris, I'm going to start with you. Chris Steren's a distributor. You guys handle a lot of these products. Uh, we've talked about counterfeit products before. When you look at this, how, how big of a deal is counterfeiting in general in, when it comes to the AV industry, but also mm-hmm. how big of a deal is it going to continue to come at, be, be become as the supply chain issues continue to mount? I'm glad you asked me that because honestly, to be honest, how is it not affecting the counterfeit market if you can't get plastic to make fake purses, right? I mean, I, I'm confused. No, but there's, you know, it, it, it's funny. This this story pops up around the same time that I was reading another story regarding how the um, counterfeit market affects other things, uh, and there was a there was there was an ongoing. Um, a little web video series where they were talking about how TSA was nabbing, uh, you know, the fake counterfeits coming into the country and the backstories behind it, where it may seem unwilling for people to automatically go out and say, you know what, I'm going to go out and purchase a, a bogus microphone that, you know, whatever it is, it's got the name on. I don't see too much of that on the commercial, happening so much on the commercial side, unless it's being done nefariously. The nefarious side is the questionable side, because what some people or some folks think about purchasing, say, a phony purse, 
who is behind that phony purse, who is fronting that is where, you know, the government officials are saying, it's like, listen, a lot of times this isn't just somebody in a print shop making a few extra bucks and trying to pass it off. They pass it off as fake. Um, it's actually funding, you know, some really ugly stuff on the yeah. back end. Yeah. So, you know, having the fake Rolex and the fake, uh, you know, LV purse and stuff like that, though it may seem funny and yeah, it'll probably fall off your wrist and break apart in two seconds. Think about where that is actually happening or coming from and who is actually bankrolling that stuff. If what they say in these videos is true, it's actually going back to some pretty, pretty ugly stuff. And they're not afraid to say it on those videos. Uh, I might say that they are, you know, they, they went down into the black market and saying who was funding that sort of stuff. So that's pretty crazy. Yeah. From a commercial AV side, uh, I'm sorry, but AV pros uh, know the difference. These knockoffs are not just, you know, they're, they're, they're bad knockoffs. If you're going to see, you're going to, you're going to feel it. You're going to know it. The weight of a microphone is definitely different, but I've heard that they've even caught up to that and putting some heavy weights inside some lead inside a microphone to, to, to give you that impression of, of a microphone. You know, Shore is one of those companies too, that have been, uh, you know, constantly uh, taken for knockoffs and they make a great product and it is unfair to them the same way it is to JBL to, to be, you know, in that position. But when you have a name, when you have a brand, and when you're sought after, and currently under the situation that it is right now, it's very easy to pass off if you're not paying attention. You're just looking for product. And if somebody says, hey, I can get you 500 speakers, some people really need to think about where can you get 500 speakers under the current situation and where that is actually coming from. So I know it's a long answer, Tim, but uh, I'm sorry, you sparked the thought, and that's what happens. I come in here and I just... Yeah, I, I'll jump in here too. I, I think that the pro AV market is is somewhat insulated from a lot of that, uh, in the sense that that we do know our product so well. It's not a retail, it's not consumer, and and frankly, on the technology solution provider side, you know what Diversified is, we have the benefit of of having companies like you know Starin Midwich that that is receiving that product, or in our case, we we purchase a lot of that supplied from directly from the manufacturer, you know, Harman and or JBL or any of their brands. So again, we have a, we have a sense of, of understanding that it's the real product. We know the real product and it's not as, as serious a concern in terms of the counterfeit. What is maybe more of a concern and I think hits all of us is just, is just fraud in general. It's just all the phishing scams. It's all of the you know, fake invoices that come to you and, and, and everything that you have to really, really be careful of that, uh, that we've had to put, you know, strong measures in place around cybersecurity, around making sure that we're vetting customers around all the things that you have to do to, to run a profitable business. So, so that's more of a concern, at least that I see on the pro AV side than, um, than maybe, you know, counterfeit product that we're, that we're trying to resell. I agree. I think Pro AV are, are pretty safe. I think the issue here is retail. Um, certainly JBL as a product, um, you know, most kids, my son just went off to uni last week and he has a JBL speaker in his, in his digs. So I would be concerned in terms of that being in terms of the charging of it, whether it's actually safely produced. I don't want that thing catching fire. So in the retail market, my concern is, yeah, I know where that came from because I purchased it from a legitimate outlet. However, 
you don't know. Young people, less money. They see something on a market stall. They want to buy it. They're like, well, why am I going to pay this much when I can get it for, you know, I can get two for £10 or whatever it is. Um, sure. That's where we're going to see the issues is when something goes horribly wrong because the production is not to the standard. So it's the safety standards, the electrical standards that I think would be of greater concern. Um, probably not so much for us in, in, in the pro AV side. We're not going to see it. I hope it won't get in. Anthony brought up a, a, a very interesting point, and that's not something that I've seen written about. Uh, we, I don't think that we've ever talked about it here, and that is um, not just the, uh, the cybersecurity, but, but the, the fake invoices, right, that are yeah. continuing to look more and more real um, and doing it through third parties and, four, and, and fourth parties, uh, also credit card uh, theft and, and um, um, counterfeits of, of those mm -hmm. where, you know, I could, you know, if, if, if anybody has a, a retail site or, a, or a, web, a, a web portal, use somebody's, you know, um, credit card, you know, nefariously, and then have this stuff shipped, you know, someplace else, you know. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, next I'll story just comes. add, yeah, well, um, oh. although, although my yeah. son has a JBL speaker, other brands are definitely available. <laughs> pushing JPL. <laughs> I love my friends at Harmon. Oh, I love Jason Lapthorne. But uh, yes, there are other brands available before I get into trouble. Spoken like, spoken like a true uh, politician there, in fact. Um, I love that. Uh, I, I, I will tell you, so I use a, a, a Sure SM7B. Sure is a, a sponsor of Aviation, but I used it before they were, right? I, I, that is, it is my favorite mic. I, the, for the first time, I, I think, in a, I don't think ever, uh, I actually interviewed somebody this week that also had an SM7B. Um, and I agree with you that there are other speakers than, than, uh, than JBL. Yes, I acknowledge that there are other microphones than Sure. Um, mm -hmm. I just personally don't want to use them. So <laughs> just, I'll just put it that way. Uh, <laughs> I'll get in trouble for that. I don't know. Um, AV Magazine has got an interesting story from Las Vegas, just for the record. Uh, a lot of us are going to Infocom this year uh, in Orlando, at least this part of, uh, of this group is. Uh, next year, though, it will be back in Vegas. And the Resorts World Las Vegas has, quote, unquote, built what is probably the largest AV over IP network of its kind. Just for the record. You're looking at 3,500 guest rooms, a 5,000-seat capacity theater, and more than 2,000 AV over IP endpoints. They use visionary systems for this uh, system. Anthony, I want to start with you on this. Um, sure. And the reason I want to start with Anthony here is, is Diversified does this um, not just your um, – domestically, but they also obviously have a, have a global presence. But you guys work with, with other um, integrators as well as, as partner manufacturers when it comes to larger jobs like this. Absolutely. That's what they did here at, at Resorts. It wasn't just one, uh, one AV integrator of record. There were two or three of them that had to work together. Uh, and if you look at the videos on AV Magazine's websites, some of this stuff is, is outstanding. Um, mm -hmm. But talk for a second about kind of that, those challenges of working with, you know, what in essence is our competitors, right? Um, sure. It's like a, 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 a years ago, the, the, the co-opetition uh, working, sure. right? Where, yeah, they're competitors, but on this job, we're, we're working together. Talk about some of the challenges there in doing that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'd be happy to. And and I think that, that uh, certainly most people know we're a large company. We're a global company with 55 offices worldwide. And so we do have an advantage of scale, but I don't care how big you are. 
you always need to you need to bring in partners uh, for for you know these large scale projects, and uh, and we also have an experience of doing this in that uh, you mentioned it earlier about the uh, super summit and 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 some of the PSNI um, you know network. So Diversified is a member of PSNI. We're proud to be a member of PSNI. And so, you know, within that organization, we have worked with uh, with our PSNI partners, both domestically and globally. Um, and so, we have this familiarity of, of of working in a cooperative fashion for these large scale projects. That said, there is always the need to have, you know, a a, a vetting process, a standards when you when you're kind of picking and choosing. When you go into a project where you know a consultant or a GC or someone else has has chosen the you know the competitive partners in the in the engagement, then it really boils down to customer first. And and I think that that certainly we're a customer first uh, organization, and and I would think most um, reputable businesses are. So the common goal is you know let's make sure that the that the outcome is always going to be to provide the customer with the maximum value and exceeding their expectations. And so when you go into an engagement like that, there has to be communication, there has to be collaboration, two over overused words that really are very meaningful. But the truth is you have to do it. And, and whatever your assigned uh, scope is on that particular project, you take it on, you make sure that you're doing your job and, and, you, ha and you put your best project managers on it so that they can kind of control the madness that goes on with with these types of things but uh but yeah we're we're familiar with doing that and and have had a lot of success uh you know within projects of that nature not just on the av side but as you know we have multiple specialties and yep. and broadcast that happens a lot in 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 the broadcast arena as well oh really the, you know, like the the uh, master control and, and, and on-air kind of facilities that happens a lot. Yeah, there those those projects have a lot of scale to them and so there are a lot of stakeholders when you get into projects like that, you know, and and again we're fortunate to have, you know, many subject matter experts in 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 those fields both on the AV and the broadcast side, but but you have to, you know, they they're very complex. And so uh it's important to to make sure that that you are uh, you know, communicating and and making sure that whoever's got that scope that the people that are responsible to get the job done are are uh, are making sure that uh, that they're talking as 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 friends, not frenemies, right? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, EPAT, same kind of, you know, take a look at at you know a, a job of this size. You got two thousand endpoints. Is you know have, have we reached the point where where kind of AV over IP is is hit the big time now or the mainstream, and um, or is this maybe like a one off, just a fr a fluke thing that that just kind of happened? You know what what hit me when I read this article was um, build it and they will come. If you look at look at the uh, the issues of and and the controversy this year, everybody wants next year to be an amazing success, and um, however long it takes, and I don't know how are they getting kit because with the chip shortage, how on earth are they building this thing? Right, that's what I, I want to know. I don't know. <laughs> That's why I mean, we've got a shortage. Is this it? Can we can we just blame can we just blame the Americans? The greedy Americans you know that we, we've can, taken we all can our be chips. We can blamed for an awful lot of stuff. Right? We can be blamed for an awful lot of stuff. And I'll own this. Sure, absolutely. But I think I'm Americans. I think people want it's it's visionary. It's exciting. 
it's actually going to put, um, I'm sorry to say, but I think half the controversy around Florida is that it was Florida. And everybody is like, oh, it's Orlando or it's Orlando. I don't want, you know, there is that kind of label, unfortunately. I haven't been, so I don't, I don't hold that bias, but I know that Vegas is Vegas. And to have something like that, people are going to want to make the effort to go. So um, I think it's really exciting. I think we'll probably see, well, I hope we see some more of it. Right, let, let's 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 develop. I mean, AV over IP is the way forward. It has been, it's been, it's been kind of stalling so many times, hasn't it, over the last few years? Um, if yeah. they get it right, that's it'll be phenomenal. Yeah, I I, I agree completely. Uh, Tim and I have had this conversation offline, so I have to bring it up. But but I agree with you. I think AV over IP is is certainly here to say. And there are so many companies that that do it very very well. Um, I I think that that where we need to go as a as an industry as we mature is is really having standards, because uh, visionaries AVO over IP certainly is different than say Crestrons or different than Harmons or different than Extrons. I mean we could go down the laundry list, right? And so I I really believe that that as we uh, as we move forward. That, that the industry is going to mature and, and we're going to truly have AV over IP. And, and the other thing that I find interesting, again, talking a little bit about broadcasts, is, is you know, SEMTI has, has their 2110, yep. you know, standard, right? And so there's a lot of, of, of talk behind the scenes with, with, with organizations, you know, partnering with SEMTI to, to put the, you know, to, to put a standard with AV over IP, with audio, lots of things around around 2110 and, and other standards, which is, which is exciting. And I think that there's going to be an evolution there as well. And I don't think you could do something on this scale unless it was AV over IP. It's, it's just, it's not, yeah. you know, it's not viable. And I'm going to go back a couple of years at my previous employer. We were, we were the first integrator to um, create a fully AV over IP lecture theatre for a uh, higher education mm-hmm. Um uh, site in central London and it was so exciting um, it was an old building didn't have to worry about the cabling it was really it was ahead of its time so that's on a tiny scale obviously compared to this but um, it, it's that it's the it opens up possibilities what and I think it's advanced they're... enough now that it's not going to fall over people were worried about that it would fall over I think yeah. we're ahead of that now uh, Anthony brought up um, SMT2110. Ames is an organization, Ames dot, uh, AmesAlliance.org. Um, it, I was introduced to them through Matrox a couple of years ago, um, and now they're coming out with a, a new standard. It's called IPMX, and I only learned about this probably about two weeks ago, so don't ask me anything other than the acronym IPMX. I do not know what it stands for, um, but uh, you've got a fo- couple of folks that are coming to Infocom in Orlando, that will mm-hmm. have it in their booth. And so definitely check that out. Um, Chris, I'll ask you the hardest question of this because uh, Anthony brought up the, I'm, uh, you know, it's what I do. Um, Anthony brought up the standard. I, is there one? I mean, is is it Ames? Is it SMPTE 2110? Or is it something else? Or are we not there yet? 
one thing I've learned on the Avian the AM conversation is that uh, standards is uh, as incendiary as pineapple on pizza. You cannot ask that question without There's somebody. nothing wrong with pineapple on pizza. <laughs> well, you have issues. Um, I concur. Not, everybody, not everybody's right. I confirm, I confirm that there was no pineapple on my pizza this evening. <laughs> standards is a tough topic, man, because – there are the do's and the don'ts. Everybody wants them, but nobody wants to play by the rules. Um, ultimately, when you have a system like this one that you guys are all putting, you know, that you're speaking about out in Vegas, what you want is to be forward thinking and you want to be advanced as, as advanced as possible. But mainly, I think a lot of this has to do with flexibility that, you know, an AV over IP system brings to the table more so than any other type of content delivery. Uh, so I think that, you know, what we've learned in the last 18 months um, from purely a, you know, personal standpoint, right? And I'm not going to get into the details or the technical details of how to do AV over IP and all that sort of stuff. I just think that people want things to be fast, available, in their fingertips, changeable. It all goes back to the flexibility thing. And Working. I think no other system out there can really do that. I mean, we've learned that at home just by... How many people went into this in, into the pandemic originally with very okay internet at best? Right. Now, okay internet has been better and, 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 and has matured in the last 18 months faster in my home than any other time. I mean, I remember a time when Tim used to make fun of me for having New Jersey internet. And my New Jersey internet was constantly going down. Right? Because it was but a dial-up. It was 2011. It was dial-up. <laughs> yeah, but For you know sure. what? Yeah. I love. You know, AOL did me all right. I yeah. did okay by AOL. Oh, you know, you know? That, that music. He had the he had the music of the modem as it, on his uh, playlist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But you know, flexibility and that in that maturity. I think people have kind of now expected that. Mm even when you're visiting hotel spaces and stuff like that, yeah, right? Sure. I almost would not want to stay at a place that didn't have a faster Wi-Fi or that didn't have certain conveniences that I, you know, why can't I share Bluetooth? Yeah. Why can't I see Roku or my Netflix on the screen? There are places like that, I'm sure. I haven't traveled in the last 18 months, but I would imagine that there are still hotel rooms. I can attest, Chris, you can go to many hotels. I have been traveling, yeah. and now you can get your your Netflix, your Amazon Prime, whatever yeah. you want, right there on on your uh, on your hotel. So, uh, so I need to go out. I, I need to get out more for one and two. I love a good. You know, my my favorite is that. You know, you have this great AV over IP system delivering high quality internet, but yet you still have that 480p TV sitting there on your <laughs> on that nightstand buried in the credenza. So, you know what? It's not going to be perfect, but we'll get there. That's awesome, even if it's new. But unfortunately, you're going to have to live with the with the non 4K TVs in those spaces. Wait, hang on. Well, no, no, Anthony, Anthony, actually, the, the, the whole idea here between you and with the with the Netflix and the, and the Amazon mm -hmm. that took a minute, though, right? I mean, mm -hmm. it, it, there oh, there is a. Sure. Don't ask me what it is because I'm not. I, I don't know the back end. I just know that that when you check out, there is a mechanism that that they had to put in place, and some some to wipe smart out the account had to write the code to wipe that. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That took a minute, right? And and mm -hmm. what it was, it was driven. And it doesn't by, always work. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell me that, dude. Somebody had to walk in and, 
and use my my uh, my Disney Plus account or something. Um, <laughs> but how many hotels do you go to, Tim, where you still don't have maybe Wi-Fi or they charge you for Wi-Fi, but they'll give you an RJ45 jack? Oh, brother, I don't yeah. go to places that don't have Wi-Fi. I mean, I, I, I seriously, I mean, you and I are old enough to remember that when we went to Infocom in Vegas and had to pay, what, 30, 40 bucks a day. Oh, I know. Exactly. Wow. Jacked in. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm good. So the one thing I was going to say is that was driven by consumers, right? That was driven by the pull sure. of consumers. Uh, and this is to any of the three of you. Who is that consumer that's going to do that for this? Who is the consumer, the vertical, right? Who's the market that's going to pull all of the people that have the various technologies together and say, look, y'all, play nice because we're, we need, we want, we desire to have a video over IP standard. Your market is, and I'm going to say this because we're the forgotten generation, your market is the Gen Xers who have kids that need this. Mm -hmm. Then it's the millennials who are old enough to not be able to survive without the technology. And then absolutely. there's the younger ones that absolutely have, cannot fathom not having connection to the outside world with their right. whatever device that they're on. So yeah. there's a whole, there's there's three generations of folks that are spending money that will be spending money going to these resorts for a, hopefully a long time that you need to bring that up to speed. You know, think about, you know, the roadside hotel, like, um, you know, they don't necessarily, you know, I remember them having like, Oh, we have HBO. Like that was a way to, to bring people with a sign. I remember counting them in the back seat of my dad's van. Like, Oh, that place has HBO. We don't have HBO, but that hotel does. I mean, how are you going to draw people in and believe it or not, you know, for many years uh, when I was a design consultant, you know, we argued the fact that technology at some point, technology was the was the was the core of the building, right? That the building was going to be based around the needs and the technology needs. And then the building would kind of fall against, you know, around that architects would beg to differ. They want it to be pretty and they want a hexagonal, you know, shape with, you know, figure eights up the staircase and so on and so forth and no windows and doors. But technology in the corporate space, in whatever space you're talking about, is now what I believe buildings are based around. You know, is there going to be some, you know, is there, if you build a building and you cannot get repeaters in there to get proper cell phone coverage, does that building even exist? Do you have anybody showing up for work if you can't get a signal in a building at this point? There's no excuse. I think that a lot of a lot of what we do on the technology side is, you know, being influenced by these end, by the end users that are the, the occupants of these spaces and it's not even a conversation anymore. I think no. it is is an expectation. And that, that you're walking into certain things and yeah, certain absolutely. But, facilities. But the interesting thing is that these hotels and these venues market Wi-Fi as some kind of additional service that they're providing, right? It's got to the point where actually you're absolutely right in terms of the demographic. Would you see a sign that there's running water? No. <laughs> because oh. it's, it's as important, right, to, to kids mm – -hmm and I'm going to say kids, and I'm talking about myself, it's as important as having running water to have a good connection. If you haven't got connectivity, that affects your time, it affects your mood, you want to get on, you can't, if you can't work, you can't function, it's, it's costing you. It's, it's got to a point where actually when we stop seeing that symbol on hotels and on venues that, oh, we have free Wi-Fi, that's mm -hmm. when we know we've arrived. 
Sure. Because you don't well, have a, a tap, essential- right? You don't have you don't have a tap, but we have toilets, so we have it's yeah. it's as essential now. I think people people expect that you know, you're absolutely right, Chris. It's an expectation. It's not it's no longer a nice thing to have. It's, right. it's not a bonus. Yeah, can I quickly just can I can I it just throw been- out a quick question to you guys? Just a quick poll because I I, I like it's a poll not here Sunday. It's definitely not Sunday, but I definitely want to ask this poll. <laughs> if you were staying at a place, right, and you were bringing a, a, a younger generation with you, with kids, grandkids, whatever, you know, 20 and under, let's, let's go there. Oh, cool. And That's still kids. Had a choice. Grandkids. You had a choice, a hotel that had a pool or a hotel that had Wi-Fi. What do you think they would choose? Million percent Wi-Fi. Or Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't even Million be percent. argument. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Always, always Wi-Fi. Sad. Sad. Really sad. Grow up without a pool. Sure. Grow up without a pool, and then, <laughs> and yeah. then make that decision. We got we, yeah. That's what we got to do. We got to deprive them of their pools, and exactly. then they'll want to go back to pools and get outside. But, but, I, but I would take it even a step further that that mm-hmm. we're talking about hotels and and mm-hmm. and really the consumer that's going to a hotel. But if you think about it, it's it, it not only is it our society, but but it also is is that that experience, even in the workplace, right? Because we're talking about the workplace of the future. We're talking about the, the, the employee experience. We're talking about the user experience. Now that here we're, we're doing all this remote, you know, the hybrid work experience, all those things enter in even on travel. I said, I've been traveling. I won't stay at a hotel that doesn't have a really high bandwidth Wi-Fi because guess what? My office is in my, uh, my briefcase, my, you know, my bag. Yeah. And that's, that's my office. And if I can't function when I'm on the road, then then I can't work. But the and other side, you know, the other side of that, have you been in a restaurant where they haven't said join our Wi-Fi lately? Well, e- even that, you know, even yeah. McDonald's, yeah. right? Well, McDonald's, yeah. uh, McDonald's were actually at the forefront, maybe because I remember pu- pulling up in McDonald's car park when I needed Wi-Fi when I was on the road selling. <laughs> but um, but Starbucks. it's everywhere. Yeah. It's yeah, everywhere, Starbucks and Starbucks. Yeah, it, yeah, it's cool. it's the same. So um, you can't even go for a nice meal and switch off. Because as soon as you go through, well, it'll ping up. Join, join yeah. our cloud. Join this. Join. For, for those of us that have that have iPhones, you can. Um, and we'll wrap up with this. If you get the the latest iOS 15, they have a focus part now. If you That's pull right. it down, you yep. get focus. It will turn off everything if you want. Yep. You can customize it. It's lovely. And just yeah, it works well. But that's, but that's because that's because we're <laughs> we're over 20. Unfortunately, you know, when you get to 21, that's that's. <laughs> then you hit focus. Oh yeah, but the, I don't the, know. I can I can the twenties and under with the best of them. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that'll I think I believe that, Chris. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you all so much, Mr. Neto. Uh, how do people connect with you or Starin or Midwich or wherever? AV in the AM. Sure. Well, when I'm not doing my Olympic diving uh, exposés and cannonballs on, at hotels. Um, you can find me on Midwich Live, which is a monthly, uh, uh, I guess, talk show that we do. Myself and Jenny Hicks for uh, Midwich. It's uh, out of our um, UK office, I guess. And we do the live stream and kind of the cool stuff that, you know, all these years of coming here, Tim, I finally learned how to do something. And, uh, you know, hosting a, uh, a talk show would be one of them. So thank you for having me. You can find Starin at Starin.biz. That's our website. You can find us on the Twitters, on the LinkedIns, uh, Starin underscore MKG. If you want to find me, I'm easy to find. That's on Twitter, Chris underscore Neto. Uh, you won't follow Tim. So uh, I encourage you 
to please follow Tim because Tim's going to tell you not to follow him at the end of this. But go ahead, follow Tim, T.D. Albright. He's there. He's fascinating, fascinating tweets that come out of Tim, especially during football season. I just killed Damn his uh, outro. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right, Tim. The Giants are not doing too well this, this year, so true. I can join you in your misery. You can. Um, yes. The entire NFC North, for those of you following American football. Um, I, I will say this. I've had both Jenny and Chris on uh, this podcast uh, several times. Uh, and I have still yet to be invited on theirs. I'm not that I'm sour or anything. So. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, uh, if at uh, Chaudhary from uh, Involved. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you so much. Yes, uh, I follow Tim on, um, that's TD Albright <laughs> on Twitter. And you'll find me in his friends list, in his connections. You, you will. You as will. at IFC. That's if he doesn't block me. You know, that's... <laughs> I'm not even sure I know how to do that. Good. Um, so at FC, um, I'm also uh, just watch this space with AV Jam. So I work with the AV Jam guys, uh, for yep. those of you who know them. And we're planning some exciting things for the uh, for the next month or so. And um, watch this space. More to come. Uh, very good. Great. Anthony, thank you so much. Anthony uh, Cuellar from uh, Diversify. Yeah. Uh, thank you. You. Know, you. You were fantastic, dude. Seriously. It, it's... Um, you jumped right in, and, and I appreciate it. I appreciate the insights. Uh, so uh, how do people connect with you or, or Diversified? You can certainly find me on LinkedIn, Anthony Cuellar, and, and uh, Diversified. Uh, you know, you can go to, uh, obviously, our website, you know, onediversified.com, and uh, we'd love to uh, love to do this again. I appreciate you having me, and, uh, and please, uh, please look forward to, uh, to seeing you again. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Thank you. Uh, Chris isn't wrong uh, for me, for Tim Wilbur. Don't follow me because um, the stupid bears. Anyhow, um, <laughs> anyhow that, is, that is my team of record. I do, I do enjoy the bears. And we're recording this the 1st of, of October really quickly. Um, the, the Blues will either be joining the bears or uh, they'll at least be doing better, hopefully. Mm -hmm. um, but go by the website, if you would, please, avnation.tv. That's avnation.tv. You will find this program as well as a host of others. Our buddy Matt Scott looks at the residential side of the industry. Um, so take a, take a look at that. Also, uh, we have a couple of, of specials coming down the pipeline, uh, including our, our coverage of Infocom, Infocom 2021. Uh, we will be going there uh, the 27th through the 29th of Octo October. Uh, we'll be coming to you from, from Orlando. So we got a lot of stuff going on, a couple parties going on. Tweet Up is happening on, on Wednesday afternoon. Uh, so check all that out and more at avnation.tv. That's avnation.tv. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. And that's all the time we have for AV Week. <laughs>